Hello, all, and back. welcome back to the Three Got Gain Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and I got my other co host Matt and John, on the other side of the screen. Uh, Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, we, got, we had a great weekend of football, and uh, we got another good week coming up this weekend. And uh, just an FYI, the wildcard standings in the American League have uh, shifted a little bit, so we'll be going to a little more detail with that later on in the episode, but oh, I'm excited course. to be back here with you guys, and can't wait to talk more about sports. Hey, man. Yeah, how about you, G? How you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, Packers won. Uh, one of my fantasy teams came back with an improbable win this weekend. Jones for getting me 38 points <laughs> that I needed. So, um, <laughs> one, 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 one another. Um, and Matt, well, yeah, I mean, the Mariners are making a push, man. You know, I know they're like three games back. And it might be late, but they've been putting some games together. They look. They got. Yeah, Astros. no, they. So. Nah, they do look good. Um, Red Sox are actually in first right now. They're four yeah. and a half ahead of the Mariners, um, I believe. So. But who is the second wild card spot? Back. Yeah, they're three seen. games. Yeah, they're three games from uh, Blue Jays here in second place. But we'll yeah. go more into that later on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Dive into these topics, boys. Yep, another week of football. Can't wait. Um, all right, let's hop into it. So we just had uh, week two of the NFL. Uh, it was exciting. Let's uh, let's recap our teams. Um, G, we'll start with you with the Packers. Good to see him get a win. Um, I still have concerns. Uh, the defense. Um, you know, I know they pitched a shutout. It was great. I think the personnel changes that they made were uh, positive. Um, I didn't like that it took Matt Lafleur to tell Joe Barry to change the defense. You know what to bring pressure. I feel like as a defensive coordinator, and not have to have your coach kind of tell you to do that. Um, the young kid Stokes played well. I think he should start and don't look back. Live with the growing pains. Um, also the demise of greatly exaggerated, you, you know, I think we all knew he would have a balance Detroit, you know, young banged up secondary four touch 80% completion rate. Um, I think he had like 148 quarterback rating. He was phenomenal. Um, but the concerns of the defense still, you know, weigh on my mind because really the game was out of the Lions made more mental mistakes than what we did. Just Jared Goff fumbling the snap to give us favor. Fourth down, he kind of stared down Quentin Cephas instead of looking to his other two receivers that were open. Um, tough game against the Niners. So uh, we'll see. You know, it's good to see the offense looking better. And uh, we're going to need it because the defense is going to have to work with some kinks with Darius out and a new coordinator. Yeah. Go ahead, yeah, and uh, I want to bring up with uh, Detroit, like, it is concerning if the Packers defense was getting carved up like that against Jared Goff and a bunch of no-name wide receivers. And obviously, I like TJ Hawkins at tight end, but yeah. he's their only guy. So, yeah, I'd be a little concerned with that. For sure, man, especially since the Saints came back down to earth after the week they destroyed us. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. Long season. Um, this week's going to be telling. 
were made. I think it's the Niners and Steelers the coming weeks. You know, too tough. We'll see what happens. Well, yeah, definitely. I think um, it's good for the Packers to bounce back and for them to get gain some confidence. Um, but uh, I'll tell you this, that the Lions are not backing down from any challenge. Uh, and uh, we, I think we doubted them at the beginning preseason a little bit. We're like, oh, man, their roster doesn't look too good. Jared Goff's on a bad team, but they're – Looking all right. I mean, I think they can pull out, you know, a few games here and there. But they they battle, man. They battle. <laughs> yeah, they let they us at halftime. They let us at halftime. I know. I saw battle. So, so. you know, got to give them credit. Yep. All right, moving on. Uh, as you know, uh, I'm a Jets fan and, and Matt's a Pats fan. We had a, a face-off this week. <laughs> it wasn't pretty. Matt, we're going to start with you because I don't like to talk about this. Yeah, I'll let you talk about your Jets. I'll focus more on my Patriots. But <laughs> – in terms of my Patriots, um, I'm not going to read too much into it just because the Jets are really bad and Zach Wilson threw four interceptions. But but I liked how the defense played. Um, obviously, they picked Zach Wilson four times. They were able to pressure him. They had good coverage. And, uh, and yeah, they just made him feel uncomfortable in the pocket all night. Um, my big concern, though, and obviously it's fine when you play – a lesser team like the Jets is is Josh McDaniels or whoever is running the offense. Are they going to allow Mac Jones to expand his offensive rapport a little more? Like, like I'd like to see him push the ball down the field a little more because when they play good teams and you have to depend on Mac to throw, like, is he going to be able to do that? Like, we saw what happened in the Super Bowl uh, two years ago when Jimmy G was tasked to throw the ball and. Uh, and manage the game, and he couldn't do that because they were hiding him the entire time. Mm-hmm. And when when push came to shove, like like it did not work out for the 49ers that year. So I and I have the same concern with uh, with Mac in that offense because I think he has good we- good enough weapons on the outside. Like he has two great tight ends in Hunter Henry and John U. Smith. Obviously, the run game has done really well so far this year, but you can't. But you can't just depend on that 16 games here because what if you play a team like the Bucks, where their run defense is just un- is just unguardable? Like they they're gonna have to depend on Mac to throw the ball a And I was hoping when they when they had the game 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 one like in the fourth quarter, like they would allow Mac to throw the ball down the field a little more, get a good feel of what that's like. So. Like, that's my only concern with him. I mean, obviously, he's been very efficient so far this year. Um, he's gotten – he is a little loose with the ball. He got lucky that on some of his fumbles this week and last week that his team recovered. But but I think uh, – I think I would like to see him gain a little more confidence being able to push the ball down the field. That's all. Yeah, yeah. No, he did look uh, – he looked content. I mean – he uh, checked the ball, checked the ball down. He uh, took what the d- defense gave him, and um, and that's the key to winning. No turnovers, <laughs> like our Jets. Uh, yeah. yeah, Zach Zach Wilson threw four picks. I mean, of course, I was I was frustrated when I was watching the game. Of course, um, you know what is he throwing at? Was he looking at? But um, you know, then you know, you see the comments from other. Other people online, social media, like there was no, there was, there were, uh, you know, we had okay protection. Uh, I didn't feel like our receivers got open or, you know, made separation, which is a good, 
the only thing that impressed me about last Sunday was that our defense was able to like stand ground a little bit. Um, uh, I know. I mean, after three turnovers you give in the first half, and the Patriots only scored thirteen points, that's pretty good. You're still in the game, so uh, it was pretty impressive. Uh, I feel like the Jets is the Jets have a really good defense. Uh, I think people underestimate that. Um, so uh, it's going to be uh, interesting. Hopefully that Zach improves, and this is only a learning curve for him. Uh, I mean, we've heard we've heard all this the past couple of days that, of course, you got you're going to make mistakes. You're a rookie, uh, yeah. you know, and that's that's what's going to happen. Um, I don't think he's a bad quarterback. Uh, I think he just needs to improve and uh, just get a little better. Go ahead, G. Yeah, and and for me. Um... Right. I absolutely, you know, agree with both of your assessments on this for Ryan Zach Wilson. Um, comparing him and Mac Jones, Mac's in a different situation. He's got a, t- a more of a team around him where he doesn't have to do it all himself. You look at guys like Zach Wilson, you know, and Trevor Lawrence, even Justin Fields last week. Um, the Bears defense really helped him out. Like Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are in teams and situations where they're like counted on to produce and make plays consistently. And with young quarterbacks, you're going to get mistakes. You're seeing it with Wilson. You're seeing it with LeVorne. Uh Mac Jones, um, he's kind of like task. Don't screw it up. I mean, I think we all knew, Matt, you know, being a Patriots, you got this year. And I agree 100% with what you said. I am concerned that the Patriots are keeping him shackled. Let the kid, you know, let him play. Let him push the ball downfield. I mean, it's going to work with teams like the Jets. I'm, I don't know if they went with that game plan. Hey, look, we're playing the Jets. They'll, you know, our defense will take care of it and we'll score off of short fields and shit like that. But that's not going to fly, you know, for most weeks. You know, your quarterback's going to have to make plays. And even the Dolphins should have won. You know, Mac Jones, the game plan was very conservative. They're going to have to open want to be a playoff team like I think that they're going to have to open up the playbook and see what the kids got let them grow campaigns and you know and and take what you will of that but you know yeah and let them develop absolutely yeah. you, 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 I mean like you're not going to do well if you're just going to you know eventually it's going to come to bite you so let them play and as for you know the Jets I like your defense Ryan you know they did you know they did show some fight and it just sucks, you know, eventually when you're off that much, you're eventually going to break. And that's what ended up happening. Yeah. The dam opened up. Patriots were, you know, as, you know, you kind of expect when it's, your offense keeps giving it away. Even the great defense will eventually, uh, defenses will eventually break down. So, I mean, that's kind of yeah. what it was. But, you know, sorry, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but and, the, and our run game was pretty good, too, that game. So, yeah. Yeah, they had, something they like, had a couple moments there. Yeah. Sure. Um, all right, guys. Uh, recapping week one. Uh, what's a game that caught your eye? Week two. Week two. Uh, oh, week two. My bad. Week two. Uh, we'll start with you, Matt. Yeah. So the game that caught my eye was the Sunday night football game between the Chiefs and Ravens. I mean, obviously, that was a big upset. A lot of people were expecting the Chiefs to win, especially with the Ravens being being depleted, especially in their run mm-hmm. games. So. But I got to give a lot of credit to Lamar. Like, like he showed out, especially on the ground. Like, he had 107 rushing yards and 239 passing yards. I mean, he did throw a couple early interceptions, but 
he was able to bounce back from those and was able to produce, especially late in the games. And that's what you need from a great quarterback. And obviously, the Chiefs had had their chance uh, to to win the game on a field goal, but uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fumbled it on the it, while they were in field goal range. So, yeah. so like that was de- definitely a backbreaker there. But um, Patrick Mahomes did play well. Uh, he did throw an inexcusable interception. Inexcusable. He was he was falling to the ground, which he just should have held on to. But, but you know, even great great quarterbacks make mistakes, and and that was that was a key moment of the game, and it did shift the momentum a little bit to towards the Ravens at that at that moment. But at the same time, the Chiefs had their chance, and and yeah, it was just some. It was a great play by the rookie uh, D lineman to to cause a fumble and recover it at the same oh, time. Oh yeah, for so, sure. So, yeah, great win by the Ravens. Great all-around game. And, yeah, we'll see what's in store for, for them the rest of the year, along with the Chiefs. And real quick, I want to touch up on something. Um, I believe, and I think when we all did our quarterback ranks, we had the same thing. We had Patrick Mahomes as a top quarterback. Like, this is the one thing I don't But when I when we I used to talk to you guys, like, off-camera or before we were doing this, he has a yeah. little. Uh, he has a little bit too much bad farve in him. Where like he'll just go down, and instead of taking the sack, you know, I like that interception was such a momentum shift because at that point I think it was what thirty five, thirty four, right? Something yeah. like that. They had a double digit lead in the fourth quarter. You go take the sack. Punter pretty much can pin them, probably possibly inside the ten yard line, but you give him the sack. The ball. You throw that inexcusable pick. And it kind of tilted momentum. I know you were talking. Tell me about that, Matt. I got to think about it more. And while you know, um, the Hilaire fumble is the one that people put. That's like the one that gave the game away. You know, at Mahomes. You know, I don't want you to not do what you're incredible at, but you also got to know time and situation. Sometimes you're falling down, and you're about. You don't just huck the ball up as you're about to like fall flat on your face. Like nothing good is going to happen out of that. So for him, you know, that's the kind of thing that can hold him back, his overconfidence, or like, not overconfidence, but his absolute strong belief that he can just do anything. You get plays like that sometimes, and he's got to let, in the future, can't have that happen. You'll lose games like that. Yep, definitely, yeah. Uh, I didn't get to catch the game, so I'm not going to really talk about that much. All right, G, what was your... uh... Your game of the week, uh, week two. <laughs> well, I'm choosing Chargers Cowboys, and I got something to say about this. First oh, off, boy. um, what a finish! And let me tell you, Mike McCarthy's gonna do Mike McCarthy things. I, I mean, good lord, I've had him for years in Green Bay, and like, listen, like, you know, the guy was just, you know, he you have a date, and we kept him a few years too late. And he was making bad judgment calls in Green Bay. But, man, since he's been in Dallas, he's won up. It is 17-17. Your kicker last week, Italy, to kick field goals. It's third and three with a running clock, 24 seconds left. You have... Why in the world do you let the clock run 20 seconds and then use your last time out to bring your kicker out to kick a 56-yard field goal? That, to me, 
if Zerline didn't make that kick and they lost, thanks to me. I mean, and then he, and then to come up to the podium and be like, well, you know what? I didn't really see the game clock. Dude, there's like four game clocks in the stadium, man. Like the one I was wasn't working. Dude, and I'm, you know, and then the camera was blocking one. I'm like, dude, don't give me that. At, at least just be like, you know what? I had a brain fart. I messed up. And my kicker bailed me out. But he couldn't even say that. Um, the Cowboys' defense is better than I expected. And I, Michael, move him to defensive end. He's a dude, stud. Dude could He's rush the stud. The middle linebacker, they put him at DN, and this dude is just havoc in the backfield. I mean, and then, you know, Trevon Diggs, one of the better, you know, corners that's not talked about in the league. I know the secondary isn't that strong, but, you know, Diggs is a great corner. Micah Parsons, Matt, you said dude's a stud. And their defense looks decent. You know, it doesn't look that bad. So, I mean, Mike McCarthy, I don't even know what to say to that. It's third and three, and then you don't even give your offense a play. You just decide to, like, basically let 20 run off the clock. Like, you don't even try to get closer. You have a timeout to let your kicker kick a 56-yard field goal after he struggled. I mean, Zerline bailed him out because I'll tell you, man, if they somehow lost that game, I don't even know if he'd walk out of the job personally, and that's just me. Yeah, I think with the Cowboys, like, the only thing, in my opinion, that's holding him back is Mike McCarthy because I think <laughs> Dan Quinn is a good defensive coordinator. <laughs> like, he's done well so far this year. Tom Moore, I think he's still young, but he's, he's proven that he's a good offensive coordinator. But Mike McCarthy, yeah. like, his time management, his – his mistakes that happen year. at the most inopportune times, like, like that, those can't happen. And when you've been in the league for how many years, like, so many, you can't last, make those kind of mistakes. Last year against the Giants, week seventeen, clock management, you know, and, and he 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 could have challenged. He saw it on the board and decided not to do it, and it. Uh, I don't the think game. it was going to cost him the division because the Eagles tanked that. Yeah, yeah. The well, Eagles possibly. tanked that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. possibly <laughs> could have cost him the division. He had a chance to, but yeah, I mean, you saw it last year, and then this year he does he, stuff like this. I mean, I don't know, man. You got to do something different. Yeah. And the other concern with the Cowboys is Ezekiel Elliott. Like he just does not have the same burst he did a couple Tony years Powell ago. Tony Pollard looks like, better, but yeah, Tony Pollard looks way better. He looks better. It's crazy. So I mean, I mean, I think it's a good situation because they can do like. Instead of, like, Thunder Lightning, like a Thunder Thunder situation with the yeah. two backs, they don't have to play every single drive. So. Yeah, for sure. So, definitely helps. But, I mean, it was a great game. I saw it, too. I mean, Greg Zerloin's made big kicks before. You saw it in the NFC Championship game in <coughs> overtime when he made a 60-yard field goal, I believe. Yeah, yeah he did. So, so, he's proven it before. And he even made he even made a big field goal against uh, – I mean, I know he struggled last week in yeah. week one, but – he did make a big field goal though, against believe. the Buccaneers. He did. Yep. So he's made big kicks before, and I think a lot of people did have faith in him to make oh, those kind sure. of plays. But, but yeah, I agree. Like, my, if Mike McCarthy's got to do better with the time management and knowing the situation, <laughs> at, at least own it, man. Don't don't make all the excuses. Just be like, yo, I messed up. My kicker bailed me. Call it a day. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep. <clears throat> I didn't get to catch that game, but uh, I saw the score. I was like, oh, it's kind of close. And then it got close at the end. I was like, oh, wow. Dallas escaped that one. Um, 
But uh, my uh, recap of game uh, week two, uh, I'll I'll do the uh, Cardinals and Vikings. I thought that was a really uh, an offense heavy game. Uh, Kyler Murray and Kirk Cousins both show up to the game. Uh, Kyler Murray threw four hundred yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Kirk Cousins two forty four, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, you know, I feel bad that the the Vikings are zero and two right now. Uh, Kirk Cousins has been. I know you don't, but uh, they've been on. He's been on a tear. Five touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's got a completion percentage of at least seventy, uh, and they're zero and two. So it's kind of tough, especially in this game where, you know, you drive down the field and you put him right in the middle, right in the middle. I don't know, in, a, in, a in a dome, in a dome, in a dome, in a dome. Barely no wind, and he misses the field goal uh, to the right. So, but it's also that. You know, it could have been tied at the end of the game because he also missed a PAT in the beginning of the game. It could have been 34-34. So, I don't know. Um, Those are just some tough ones. I mean, you can't really do nothing about it. Uh, He's still two for three on field goals, but you expect your kickers to always make it. Uh, But, you know, I think Kyle Murray's been on a tear the last couple games. I mean – all I hear is the Cardinals just scoring, scoring, scoring. I mean, it's exciting to watch them play. Uh, it was just like last season, but it's even better. Uh, and I guess uh, we can't wait until, you know, the Cardinals see what they can do in this division. Uh, it's going to be – the AFC, the NFC West is going to be really interesting, really interesting. So much fun. Yeah. So much fun, yeah. Three Especially teams the- are 2-0 and right now, and the Seahawks are 1-1. and So yeah. Seahawks should easily be 2-0. They, could, they yeah, blew a they lead. Should. Yeah, they should have yes. won that game. They they blew it. Wait, yo, yeah. so they're, they're actually on the bottom. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, all right, guys. All right, let's move it on to week three of the NFL. Uh, we're gonna go over our most intriguing game of the week. Um, you know what? We'll start with me. Uh, I think <laughs> the the game that's catching my eye a little bit uh, is the Pat Saints game. Uh, both teams are one and one. Uh, Saints started the season 1-0. They killed the Packers. Impressive win. Uh, but then they go to a division rival, the Saints, at, I mean, to the uh, the Panthers, and they get select. I know they were missing, like, eight coaches, but still. And players, too. Uh, and, and some players, yep. Uh, but still, you got to show up and play. And, For uh, sure. And, uh, you know, at least give a little fight. I mean, it was like – Lopsided. I just, they looked like us week one. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, for the Pats, you know, they get a good win against the Jets, of course, because the Jets suck. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they lost against the Dolphins week one, 17-16. Uh, this is a good uh, test. If see, we, we can see if Mac Jones is mature enough to maybe – or the Pat, Patriots will let him open it up a little bit because if the Saints played like they did in week one, uh, it's going to be, you know – the Pats are going to have to start someone scoring points. They can't rely on their defense anymore, and they can't rely on the run game. Uh, and then we'll see if the Saints are the Saints from week one. Can they sustain a great season? Can, can uh, James Winston throw what he did in the first game, five touchdowns, zero interceptions? So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be an interesting game, especially uh, teams that uh, they can be p- potential playoff teams, but they need to start winning. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Raya. This is going to be a good test for both teams, especially yeah. my Patriots. And of course, I think uh, Saints defense, like, they're still very good. 
They're still yep. very good in the front. And if Marshawn Lattimore is healthy, like, they're very good in the secondary as well. So it'll be, like you said, Ryan, it'll be a good test to see if Mac Jones or they'll allow the coaches will allow Mac Jones to open up the playbook a little bit, like be able to be able to uh, push the ball down the field. But um, but my concern with that game, and you you actually touched up on this a little bit. You know how you talked about how the Jets ran the ball kind of well against the Patriots, right? Yeah, and when they have to play Alvin Kamara, like that kind of scares me a little bit because he can. He can do so many different things. Like obviously, he's yeah. a great, great in between tackle runner. Like great, great pass catcher, and he's just, he's just so shifty. Like, yeah, like he can, he can like change directions in a heartbeat. So, and he's that's hard gonna to be tackle a, too. Yeah, and he's strong. Yeah, very hard to tackle. Yeah. So that's gonna be a challenge for them. But it'll be a good test. It's in Foxborough, so they'll have home field advantage. So I think it'll be a good game, and it'll be a good test for. Not only my Patriots, but both teams. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Uh, Matt, what's your uh, most intriguing game? Yeah, so my most intriguing game is going to be the Buccaneers against at the Rams. Game of the week. And, uh, yeah, two teams that are 2-0 right now. Two teams that a lot of people believe are the top two teams in the NFC right now. I mean, both have, both have great offense and both have very good defense as well. Um, so it'll be a good test for them both. Um, I mean, Buccaneers haven't been tested too much early on. Like, they play against the Cowboys. I mean, who are decent, but, like, like their defense is still a little bit of a question mark, and we'll see how they how they end up, end up especially playing the NFC East. And then they play the Falcons as well, who we all know they're, they're terrible. So, it's like, we can't read too much into it. And, and the, the, um, the Rams, like, they did have – they did struggle a little last week against the Colts in that defense. Um, but I think they have the personnel to play against the Bucks only because when you play Tom Brady, what's the thing he struggles against most? Pressure up the middle. And, you know, the Rams. And you got like, Aaron Donald, man. Yeah, you got Aaron Donald coming up the middle, bringing the, bringing the heat. So, it's like that would be a little bit of a struggle for, for Tom Brady against that defense. And – I don't know if you guys saw, it was actually breaking news a couple hours ago. Antonio Brown's on the COVID list, so so they could be without him. And he's probably their most trusted target in the intermediate game because they're going to need some short passes, which Antonio Brown is probably most reliable out of all those guys at that. But obviously they still have so many weapons on the outside, so like he'll find a way to get other guys involved. And – uh and as for the Rams offense, like I think this plays right into their hands because you saw last year how uh, they were able to dice up that defense, especially a secondary with uh, mm-hmm. Jared Goff and with Matthew Stafford now. Like if he's protected against that front line, like I think he's going to carve up that defense. Like it's going to be, it might, it could be a long day for for that Tampa Bay secondary if they're not able to cover guys like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. So, so it'll be interesting to see, but I, I did pick the Rams to win this game. They're playing at home. Like I'm, I'm no Matthew Stafford's motivated to prove that, that he can play against the best. So, so like, it'll be a good game and I'm interested to see, see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely game of the week. Can't wait. Uh, two, 
two veteran quarterbacks and uh, two exciting quarterbacks. So it's going to be uh, see. And then Tom Brady, of course, he's been on a tear. Nine touchdowns, two interceptions. I think what he's got the fifth, fifth, fifth most passing yards in the league. I think right now he's yeah, up there, something like that. He's up there. Yeah. And, so. and and real quick, um, Do it. to just go and uh, jump on top of Matt's point, um, the last couple times Brady's played the Rams, he has struggled because they were able to bring pressure through that front four. And what you mentioned about Antonio Brown possibly now is very interesting because this is not going to be the kind of game they'll attack them down the field. They're not really going to have time for that. They're going to need somebody who can hit him with the shallow crosses and slants and stuff like that. And, you know, as talented yeah. as Mike Evans is, you know, that's not going to be – that's not his main forte. Maybe you get Chris Goff. You take AB out of the element, it's going to be interesting. I also think this is a game where you see Gronk more as a blocker instead of like a res- – Yeah, put in 100%. The extra, put in the extra protection, give Brady a little bit more time, chip some other blockers. But I don't know who's gonna block ninety nine, man. I know the Bucks old line is good. They're gonna they're gonna need to double team him. I, they like, have you to. can't you can't single team they him. Have like, to. You and just they can't. Have a great offensive line. The Bucks, they do, but there's no way anybody on that line can block him one on one. It's just not happening. So nobody I mean, can. <laughs> Let's yeah. be real. And nobody can nobody can at all. Period. <laughs> so um, you know the, the Bucks defense. They're not the same like they were the second half of the year. Remember last year they struggled early, and then like by like week ten through through the playoff run they were playing. Excellent. It was pretty much just in the playoffs because they struggled I, against like, the Falcons too. Yeah, last year I thought the end of the season, the last couple of weeks they picked it up. Yeah, they um, did. They did. They picked it up, and then they went with that momentum in the playoffs, and then just played outstanding. But last week, I know people are going to look. People might say, "Oh, you know, they got two picks." There. Part it, the Falcons made it a game, and Matt Ryan, you know, before he was kind of having his way with them, and he doesn't really have the arm strength to push the ball. We know Matt Stafford doesn't have that problem. That guy can push the ball down the field, so um, and he's gonna have better protection, too. Yeah, agreed, he will have better protection. He's got uh, more weapons around him, you know, maybe they don't have receivers good as good as Ridley, but you can argue it. But you have Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Higby. You know, they got Reynolds. They got a lot more guys, you know, around that they can use. So, it's going to be interesting. You know, it's going to be a chess match. I think Tom Brady's, like I said, going to try to get extra blockers. And then, you know, Rams will try to push it downfield. It's going to be interesting. To me, that should be the 8 o'clock game. And my team should be the 430. That's the game. (laughs) But to segue, I'm choosing only because I have questions about both teams. Now, my team, I touched up on a little bit about it before. The defense is a question mark. Everyone's – maybe might some people might be like, oh, you know, shut the Lions in the second half. I think the weather shut out the Lions more in the second half than Green Bay did. I also Fox got snaps. a question in terms of that game. Um, sorry to interrupt, but no, 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 um, the 49ers, like, who's going to be their running back? Like, aren't they all hurt? Elijah Mitchell is going to be. Okay, um, okay. And that's going to be a benefit to Green Bay, but Kyle Shanahan will his system. Yeah, no, he'll just, yeah he'll, he'll plug he'll he'll pluck somebody from the stands and have him run hundred on Green Bay's run defense or in general just do well. Like he has a, his system's great for backs. Um, my question is, 
you know, their offense, you know, they, they did well against Detroit, but they were very, you know, limited last week against Philly. Um, we're gonna I wanna see which Jimmy G is gonna come to play. Um and you mentioned the injuries. Uh, will they have enough bodies to, you know, provide a stable rushing attack? Because you know he wants to run the ball. And for Green Bay, we have to stop the run. Point blank period. I mean, we preaching for years now for the Packers defense, we just don't stop the run well. Let's stop the run. If you want to prove that you're a contender, you're going to be in a standalone game in San Francisco where typically you have struggled on the West Coast. If you want to show you're going to be, this is the game to do it, you got to go in there and win. And for the Niners, if people want to take them seriously, a resounding win against Green Bay would do it's going to be interesting. Um, I think I wasn't worried about the Packers off last week. You know, I know people were thinking, oh, the sky is falling. You kind of figured they'd bounce back against Detroit. I want to see them take this momentum into San Francisco because we're going to need it. I mean, I don't know, you know, without Darius Smith, our pass rush was absolutely lacking. Jared Goff, Goff especially in the first half at all. Um, yeah, it's going to be tough. So it's going to be interesting. I want to see if we can um, dominate offensively. Jenkins versus Nick Bosa, who, by the way, hasn't practiced this week, so we got to keep an eye out. If Jenkins doesn't play, he might be in some trouble. But it's going to be fun. Hopefully, uh, my boys come out with a win. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, just to take on that one, um, I think we were just talking about Mac Jones, too, uh, and uh, Jimmy G. I mean, both of them. Uh, need to start opening up, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. If the 49ers can't run the ball, uh, we're going to see what Jimmy G is all about. Um, so, But it's also a good test for the Packers' defense, too. Um, oh, it's going to be a test. <laughs> yeah. It could be a shootout. It could be a shootout. And that's the only way yeah. I think we're going to win. Go ahead, Matt. And one more point. like I think this game's going to come down to Packers' offense and how Aaron Rodgers does because we know the 49ers, like, they did this – Every time they play against the Packers, yep. they just run the ball down their throat. And yes. you saw in the NFC Championship game, Raheem Mostert ran like, what, 300, 300 yards and four Nearly. touchdowns or something like that? Nearly. He ran over 200. And Jimmy G only threw the ball eight times that game. Yeah, exactly. You could, so. you could hide him against Green Bay like you, could, you couldn't do in the Super Bowl because you didn't have him because they ran all over us. So, Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like the – the running attack is going to come for the 49ers. So it's going to come down to can Aaron Rodgers capitalize when the 49ers score. Yes. So that's what yeah. I think it's going to come down to. Dominate. I agree. All right, guys. Um, now, I mean, we got some time. Let's talk about a couple other sports. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you for baseball. Um, let me see it. Yeah. So we got the wild card. Uh, some momentum going into. American League wildcard standings. Um, so the Red Sox are in first right now. They are a game and a half ahead of the Toronto Blue Jays. And then uh, the Blue Jays are only half a game up on the Yankees. And then the Mariners and Athletics are three games behind the Toronto Blue Jays. So, and watching the games last week, like I don't really watch too much baseball like during the middle of the year, but once it comes towards like the end of the year, like when the playoffs are coming, like that's when I start watching. And the Red Sox... They played decent uh, last week since we last talked. Um, they did uh, sweep the Orioles, which they should 
they should do because the Orioles stink. Sorry, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> kind of like the Jets. And uh, and the Yankees, like, they struggle a little bit. I mean, they did have a big win yesterday, but for the most part, they've struggled. And then the Blue Jays, like, they're, they've been okay. Like, they're, they have a tough schedule right now. They're playing Tampa Bay, and, they're lo- and it's Wednesday, so they're losing 7-1 to one to them right now. So, so hopefully the Red Sox are playing the Mets right now, and Mets, they're not too good. So hopefully the Red Sox can sweep them in. Honestly, it's going to come down to the end of the season when the Red Sox and the Yankees play each other. And I think there's a there's a couple games where the Blue Jays play both of them as well. So that's going to really determine, like, the standings and who will get into the playoffs. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see what happens in the next two weeks. But I'm here for it. And I hope the Red Sox can get in and the Yankees don't. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um September and October, those are the months for baseball. Uh, and, uh, G, you want to give a shout-out to your team? Yeah, I want to go to the East West Ham. Um, they won their thing at Zagreb, um, so it's a good start to the Europa League camp. Huge because I don't even know the last time they've been in that tournament or if they've been in the Europa League. It's a step below the Champions League. Um, so I want a good run at that. Um, they're two, two and one for the uh, Premier. Um, they got a little revenge today in the EFL Cup. It's Man United beating them one nothing. Although Ronaldo didn't play, um, just wanted grievances about the Sunday game they played against uh, Man United. I um big mistake came in about the ninety third minute. We got a handball down two one. Our skipper made a substitution, putting in Mark Noble, who I'm a fan of. You know, he's been a long-time West Ham player. You know, that's our – for us and whatnot. I mean, great West Ham player. But you brought him to take a penalty. I am not a fan of putting players in pressure spots when they're sitting cold on the bench, no matter how well they might do. In the- and predictably, you know, kind of he took a poor penalty kick. I mean, the guy hasn't touched the ball all game. He's just sitting cold for two hours on the bench, moving – not doing anything, kind of like, you know, just ice cold and you take him in to take a kick that, you know, just not a fan of that. So I thought that was a mistake on our part, but we'll bounce back. It's a solid start to the campaign for the boys. Um, And this weekend on Saturday, we play Leeds United, which I expect to get a win. And uh, we have our second champion, uh, and I'm looking forward to see if these boys can make a run. So let's go, West Ham. You guys got this. Come on. Have a good year. All right. Uh, and just to piggyback off the uh, NFL, we usually, me, G. John, Matt, we uh, post on Instagram our picks for the week. Uh, the first week, uh, we all tied with six picks correct. Which, Awful. Which was pretty bad. Pretty <laughs> yeah, bad. that's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, but the second week, we bounced back. Uh, Matt was able to beat me and G John by one win. He had 12 correct picks. Me and G mm-hmm. had 11. Yeah, and uh, Ryan, if you had the audacity to not pick the Jets that <laughs> week. You would have tied. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you would have tied me. Uh, yeah. I love the homerism, though. You got to love but, it. Of course, you got to vote for your team. But uh, your yeah. team's that bad, though. <laughs> <sighs> Whatever. <laughs> um, so, yep. 
uh, that about does it for tonight's podcast. Uh, guys, it's been a pleasure talking football, baseball, soccer, whatever that might be. Uh, guys, check us out on uh, Instagram if you haven't already. We are three at three got game. That's right, the number three got game. Uh, we are also on uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Anchor. Uh, you name it, we're on it for a podcast. Uh, please like and suppress subscribe. Uh, and uh, guys, have a good night. It's been a pleasure. Take care. Boys, take care.